0: This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, Episode 14, Allowing Urges. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Thanks for waiting another week for this content. I want to keep these episodes relatively short, and last week I had so much information that I decided to split it into two episodes. So if you haven't listened to episode 13 on buffering and addiction, you may find it more helpful to listen to that episode before this one. I shared last week what buffering is and that we all do it. I shared my beliefs about pornography use and sexually acting out, not being addictions, unless we're going to frame it as a dopamine addiction. Whether you agree with me on this or not, today's episode is going to be helpful to you. If you choose to learn this skill, the skill of allowing urges, to practice it, to develop it, to try to use it for the rest of your earthly experience, It will bring you the ability to live your life intentionally. We can overcome our buffering by learning to allow urges. Again, if you aren't clear on what a buffer is, go back and listen to episode 13. Allowing urges does not mean allowing ourselves to do the thing. Allowing the urge to eat Oreos doesn't mean I eat Oreos whenever I have the urge to. Allowing an urge means to have the urge and allow it to be there and not give in to it. To do this, we need to get curious about the urge, about the thought that brings the urge. We can identify the feeling that the thought brings. And if we are willing to pause and get curious about the thought, if we take a deep breath and ask ourselves what we truly want, what our future self wants, we can make a choice in integrity. We need to be willing to feel all our emotions. I've taught this concept in earlier episodes. It's a powerful skill to develop and use. Our feelings can't hurt us, even though they are uncomfortable and even painful. They can't hurt us, really. We also need to learn to allow urges. Urges are a part of life, and they're not going away. And we don't have to be a victim to them. Success comes when we can accept that our brains are going to offer the thoughts, and we don't get mad about it. We can actually get to the point that we aren't surprised by the thoughts. We expect that they'll come. And we can get to a place where we become aware of them, recognize them, even laugh at the thought or the idea. Of course, this takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. And we won't always do it. How do you allow an urge? You sit with it. You don't try to get rid of it. You don't try to to distract yourself. You don't give in to it. You just sit and accept that the urge is there. Allow it and do nothing about it. When I say sit with it, I don't mean you actually have to literally sit and do nothing, although that might be helpful, especially at first. You stop, and you dig deep to understand the feeling that's coming with the urge, and you allow it. You don't react or give in to it. You don't resist, shove it down, get mad at it that it's there. You don't distract yourself and try to ignore it. You allow it. As you experience this, again, the urge will get stronger. And then, eventually, it will weaken. As you practice, you will overcome the urge. And, well, it'll come up again and again and again again. And you'll develop the strength to eventually laugh at the idea of giving in. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis on temptation. Now he labels man as good and bad, and I don't subscribe to that idea. And it's still a good quote. He says, No man knows how bad he is till he has tried very hard to be good. A silly idea is current that good people do not know what temptation means. This is an obvious lie. Only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. After all, you find out the strength of the German army by fighting it, not by giving in. You find out the strength of a wind by trying to walk against it, not by lying down. A man who gives into temptation after five minutes simply does not know what it would have looked like an hour later. That is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. They have lived a life sheltered by always giving in. We never find out the strength of the evil impulse inside us until we try to fight it. And Christ because he was the only man who never yielded to temptation, is also the only man who knows to the full what temptation means, the only complete realist, End quote. So we will face temptations for as long as we are here on this earth. I think it's worth our time to practice not giving in to them. An urge is going to get stronger before it goes away. This can be a discouraging idea. You have to be committed to allowing the urge and not giving in because your reason is powerful. I think that fasting is an excellent practice for allowing urges. Fasting is meant to strengthen our spirits over our bodies and over our minds. It's a powerful practice against buffering, it builds self control. And discipline and competence. I just love how God's principles bless our lives in so many ways. Something else that I've been considering as I've been thinking about this topic, there's this idea in the minds of many church members. In the book of Alma, in chapter 3, we read that we will not be tempted more than we can bear. Some claim that their temptations are obviously more than they can bear. This promise is a conditional one. If we look in the verse, it reads, But that ye would humble yourselves before the Lord, and call on his holy name, and watch and pray continually, that ye may not be tempted above that which ye can bear. It's like an if then promise. If you do these things that I ask, then you have this promise. We all tend to think that our temptations and trials are greater than we can bear. Of course we do. In Third Nephi 18.18, 18, Christ tells us that we must watch and pray always, lest ye enter into temptation. For Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Temptation is a part of life. When we enter in to temptation, we need skills to help us out. I believe that the answer to recovery and healing is not to just get more spiritual. I know that my husband has prayed and asked for this trial to be taken from him. Has your husband done this? Christ is our Savior. He can take away our sins when we repent. Forsaking is a part of that repentance. Skills are needed to forsake. This means getting to the root of the problem, facing the emotions we don't want to feel, processing all the pain and discomfort instead of shoving it down, instead of buffering. This strengthens our ability to to allow the urge to be there and not give into it, because it will continue to return. Discomfort is a part of life. Satan's not going to stop, so we need to have the skills to withstand his temptations. In the October 2022 conference, Elder Jorge F. Zabios taught this concept. He speaks of anti-seismic buildings and how they're not a thing. Earthquakes will happen. What is possible is to build earthquake-resistant buildings. These buildings will sustain some damage in an earthquake, but they will stay standing. The damage will be minimal. He references Alma 1328 that I mentioned earlier. To watch and pray continually. These are ways of becoming temptation-resistant or sin-resistant. To give no heed to the temptation that comes. As temptations come, we can face them. Allow the urge and not give in to it. To give no heed to it. Clearly, this is not easy to do. However, it is doable. Life is tough. It is a classroom designed for us to learn all the things we need to learn. So here's an experience in my life. As I shared last week, episodes, um, podcasts, and cookies are a buffer I often go to. Now, these things are not sins. Many buffers are not sins. And some are. And the same skills are used to overcome all buffers, sin or not. Many times I have the urge to continue listening to podcasts or audiobook when it's time for me to write content for this podcast. I love doing this work, and sometimes when it's time to do it, I resist. There's no one telling me to do this except the nudge from the Spirit. I make my own schedule, so there are times when I've scheduled the work and my brain wants to do something easier. I allow the urge, the thought, to continue, continue listening and procrastinate this work. I get curious about why I want to avoid the work. It's way easier to listen than to create content. So I understand why my brain is offering me this idea. It's easier. Listening is entertaining. And I'm not immediately accountable to anyone. I don't even know if anyone is really listening or wanting this content. My brain offers me an out. I get curious about all these thoughts and ideas that my brain is offering. And I allow the discomfort that comes from all these thoughts And I do what I have determined to do. I do the work that I have committed to do. I have committed to release a podcast once a week. And so I have to do the work to make that happen. And usually once I get started, the discomfort leaves and I enjoy it. I feel appreciation for myself, for keeping my commitment to myself. The Spirit told me to do this work. Whether or not it's helping anyone else, I think it's helping me. And I hope it's helping you. And what about the Oreos? As I told you in last week's episode, Oreos are a favorite buffer. Actually, I like a lot of cookies. And ice cream, too. I don't bake cookies very often, because I will eat way more than is good for me. I have to share them so I don't eat too many. My daughter is actually coming over tomorrow to make our traditional sweetheart cookies for Valentine's Day. And I have to have a plan so I won't eat a dozen of them. They are delicious. What does it look like to allow the urge to eat them? Well, I'll tell you, sometimes I eat them willy-nilly. Buffering, and I get the consequences of that choice. Sometimes. I eat them and I don't know if I'm buffering or not because I don't bother to pause and become aware. Sometimes I allow the urge and don't eat them anytime I have the idea or just because they're there. What works best for me is to decide ahead of time when I'm going to eat treats. Because I want treats in my life. And when I know I get to have treats... My brain settles down around it. And I can answer my brain when it isn't treat time and remind myself that I will get treats. There's no shortage of treats in my life. Sometimes I plan a little treat every day. Sometimes I decide to eat a bigger treat fewer times in a week. Sometimes the consequences of me not paying attention is that I put on more weight than I'd like to have on my body And I realize it's because I haven't been paying attention. I like it best when I pay attention and plan treats and pause and become aware, allow an urge and make my choice with my higher brain. And again, that doesn't always happen. Last week, I shared the example of my client that buffered with cleaning instead of spending time with her kids. In that situation, when she faced the choice of how to spend her time, she could feel the pull of wanting to clean. Let me just do this one more thing. And then this one next thing. She has to stop. She has to stop herself and realize that what she really values over a clean house is time with her kids. Well, she values both of them. That's why it can be so challenging. She has to allow the urge to clean, then make the choice to do what is more important to her. And that would be her allowing the urge to buffer with cleaning, but then spending the time with her kids instead what is your buffer of choice do you spend more time on social media than you'd like to admit does shopping give you a dopamine hit and you find yourself with stuff you don't need does it create create a problem with your bank account do you like cookies and podcasts like me like i said before these things aren't bad they can get in the way of the life we want to live. Allowing urges helps us to live our life intentionally. It gives us the life of our choosing. It just makes our life better. Again, allowing urges, not buffering. It's not easy. And If you will practice it and do the work, you will have a better life. Again, the life of your choosing. Thanks for listening today, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you are ready for one-on-one coaching to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a free session to find out how I can help you on your journey. I'd love to talk to you.